Hello! Welcome to the Dad Report, a podcast for dads, by dads, about dad stuff. Join us as we sit down and have meaningful conversations with friends, family, and coworkers. We will talk about life, family, and so much more while working towards a goal of creating a healthy idea of what it means to be a dad. Well, Chad, good evening. Hello, Justin. Once again. Welcome to... I don't know why I welcome you to an episode of the Dad Report. Like, you already know it's coming. You're here. You're a part of this thing. Like, we're welcoming the listeners to you. I don't know why I do that week after week. So tonight's so, going to be fun. Just had a realization. So we're setting this up, but... Somebody who is listening to the episode has mm-hmm. already seen the title. Supposed to have, so yes. They should probably know what it is we're talking about. They so, should probably know not to let their kids listen to this episode. Yes. Yes, so I'm just going to jump right in. Into Do the it. deep end, as it were. Into the so deep tonight we're talking about sex. So if you still have <laughs> kids around, well, it might be too late, but... Yeah, no, I they would have say maybe don't. So yeah, don't don't have kids around. Which is going to be awkward because my wife typically will put this on our Roku, which is on our TV in the living room, and she'll just listen to the dad report. Um, <laughs> for the so whole house to hear. We'll see. We'll see oh what she does gosh. for this episode. Yeah, and it's kind of awkward for me because I the amount of embarrassing moments really don't care to hear my there. voice. Yeah, you know? there's also that. I but a lot of times, it. you know, if there's people on, you know, giving advice, talking about kids, like she wants, mm-hmm. she wants her kids to hear it. So, um, yeah, I mean, works for me. All right. So, Justin, I know we've um, in talking with a few of our guests that they've actually been looking forward to this episode. And I have no idea why they have been, but I think it's just because we're talking um, about sex. Yeah, probably. Probably. We should get like a running counter of how many times we say the word throughout the entire episode. Except that I'm too lazy <laughs> to do that in editing. But it'd be funny. So, Justin, why don't you um why don't you kick us off and let's just get this party started? Yeah, so I think I think here's how we do this, Chad and listeners, here's how I want you to hopefully follow along with us and mind you we both get lost at times in the forest of thought uh but i think we let's let's we're going to discuss sex from a few different angles one being kind of like just a as a husband who may not have kids yet but that's a conversation coming on the pipeline and then comes eventually you snap out of the oh i can't wait to have kids to the wait while she's pregnant and then after we've had said children, what does that mean for our sex life? And then I think some other areas of conversation that we'll have would be like healthy rhythms, whether you're married with kids or married without kids. And then finally, I think, um, how do we have the conversation about sex with our children? Something Chad's more expert got more expertise in than I necessarily do. And probably just to help preface if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, 
um you know how do these two jokers define sex we hold a more conservative view on this biblically based on our faith this is not an attempt to offend you this is just what we hold to so when we reference sex we are referencing that sex belongs between one man and one woman for one lifetime that's how it was created and designed we believe it it is the tying of three three components both physical emotional and spiritual and so when we talk about sex that's what we're referring to and also that's just our experience right this is, I, with us our spouses um even you know and I guess I can't say we, me talking to my kids about this, like it's, this, it's the same, the same deal. So, um, yeah, I'll be referencing a healthy, a healthy view of sex from my time within marriage. Um, there's things I'm not proud of pre-marriage and thankfully God's grace is larger. And so is my wife's grace. Um, but primarily, yeah, referencing within the confines of what, I view as healthy. Hopefully that makes sense. And I hope those terms are acceptable, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Sex makes me giddy. It's one of my favorite things and sometimes not favorite things. I don't think I've ever talked about it with a hot mic. That's not true. I teach middle school and high schoolers. Never mind. Yeah, I totally talk. Which about I want to I want to get there eventually. We can, we can do it. Let's do it. Tonight's going to be yeah. a long one. Strap in. Last week was an hour and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> this might be the two the two hour episode. <laughs> so did you want to did you want to start with kind of like just got married and then kind of progress from there or Yeah, why not? Let's, what's your thought? Okay. Let's, I think let's chat there. So let's cuz I can still remember. I'm sure you do too, but like I still remember year 1 and year 2. Am I in year three or am I in year four? We will celebrate four years in October. So I guess I'm currently trudging my way through year four. So Megan, if you listen to this. I love you. Uh, feel free to get onto Justin for him taking a minute to not know how long you've been married. And if you don't say something, that <laughs> just tells know us you that you listen. are not listening. Love you, Megan. All right, continue. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So early guess, marriage. Early marriage. So I guess like, let's, oh gosh, man, there's so much to unpack here. This is why they're, they're ladies and gentlemen, there are whole podcasts and like groups devoted to just having conversations on the ins and outs <laughs> of sex. I will be making puns and jokes the entire night. I do apologize. I'll try to keep them relatively PG, but you're all supposed to be married and or adults with some maturity who can handle it. Okay. Um, I guess like let's start maybe with just very briefly because we do want to get into more of the parenting aspect or as a parent or to be future parent, but like yeah, expectations, especially that year one, like coming into year one, the expectation of like, what is sex and how is it going to look and play out in my marriage? Like, how can we set up some of our single guys? Like, I actually know that one of our guests, oh, thank God, he is proposing this weekend. I will leave it there. But the good news is by the time this episode airs, he will, unless she says no, and that's a surprise to us all, he will be engaged. 
um just super exciting but like i know he listens or at least i believe he still does occasionally um so like this is this is a part where it can might be maybe help set him up for success as they then get closer to eventually becoming one flesh to use the biblical vernacular so go to your um that's awesome and I think I know who you're talking about, but maybe we shouldn't say name just in case. I don't know. Just don't in case she says no. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. yeah. Or there's that too. Yeah. So let's go, Justin. Let's dig right in. Oh, Early wow. marriage. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking like, what? Share something. What went well? What didn't <laughs> well? And then I'll chime in. What went well is we occasionally had sex. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I had, man, I had this image in my head that we would be like jackrabbits, bro. Can I share that? I'm you share that. and every I, male. I don't know where same. like the line is where it's like, am I still honoring my wife? And then what's also being helpful for others? But like, you know, in, in the spirit of honesty, like, dude, I came into it and was like, this thing about be popping off every night. Like my mom used to say, uh, before you're married, the devil likes to try and pull you closer together. And so like all oh, your hormones are raging, your emotions, you're constantly trying to, you know, you're constantly fighting to keep your hands off each other. And then she says that after you get married, the devil tries to pull you apart, which makes sense. He's he's always going to attack and counterfeit what God has designed. So, yeah. yeah that's smart. I, I like what you said there. Yeah. yeah so pre-marriage, man, I'm like, it was like, man, we're making out all the time. And granted, some of this also is just, okay, where have I dropped the ball in dating my spouse? And that can be a conversation and probably a topic for another day entirely. Um, Cause there are things that I'm trying to work back to. Those are things that like, finally, not cause she's, I mean, it's just, we, there's finally some conversation where it's instead of me getting defensive, it's like, Oh, okay. I need to step up in this arena. Let's go. Um, which is good that that's how you grow in your marriage and fight for it. But yeah, like, man, we got in there and I was like, well, if our marriage is going to look anything like it was, we were dating, which, you know, was constantly trying to make sure we didn't cross the lines, then let, you know, let's go. And then we got in there and it's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One thing for us, and I give total props to Shauna on this. One thing for us that went made it easier is feel like she really led in terms of just kind of putting it out there in terms of conversation, mm. like it not being weird, just talking about it. And I, I don't, I don't know that I did very good with this initially, mm-hmm. but you know how Andy Stanley talks about that being a Christian, it's all about the submission competition. Like yes. it's kind of an image of you holding the door open for somebody and them going after you. And you're like, after you, after you mm-hmm. and um, getting better at that really helped us. Um, I do remember. uh the train wreck that happened on our wedding night. Oh, you know, you, you were talking no. about expectations and like, we had no idea what the heck we were doing. No idea. And, um, how much of this are you allowed to share? And, uh, 
No, no, I'm not. I'm not going into details here, but <laughs> it's just like it did not go to expectations. Okay. And at some point, I thought back to a conversation I had with the guy that um, that I worked with, and you know, this was a little bit into our marriage, and I worked with a bunch of dudes who were not Christians, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all like, "Dude, you really have never had sex." Before you got married, you're like, the and um, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got married at 21, man. I, mean, I, <laughs> I know, know. I, I know. didn't think it was. That I know you. Deal. I know you were, but, but it's like that's how they reacted. It was like the movie where they're like, Ooh. but so one of the other guys who, um, <laughs> you know, was totally, um, he did not have the problem that I had. He had lots of experience, right? promiscuous, and yes, and he said. He blew me away. He turned to the other guy. He's like, dude, this is beautiful. He's like, you're just kind of paving the way for each other. Mm. And I was like, this guy, he was quite possibly high when he said it. Like, I don't know. But to me, it was actually, it was kind of a great picture of really how it is. It's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, man. You can yeah, be married beautiful, bro. for a long time. Like, yeah. If it takes a little bit to, you know, get good at this thing or, mm-hmm. you know, figure each other out or, you know, working on it, like, it's okay. Like, we, and I, I love, I, I really like those words, like, just really kind of, you know, paving the way for each other in this, in this relationship. And that's not with sex. That's what, that's with a lot of things. And yeah. um, that to me, for whatever reason, you know, this kind of stoner guy that I probably didn't take it as his advice on very many things, but it, I felt like it kind of just um, took some of the tension out of it when I began thinking about things that way. And I don't know that I was intentionally doing mm-hmm. that right time and time again, but um, I was just like, yeah, I like that. And yeah. um, so, yeah, that was that was one cool just thing that just kind of randomly happened. Honestly, I don't know if Sean and I have ever talked about that That's because funny. it just kind of came to my mind uh, just a second ago. But, um, yeah, one thing that was awesome is that uh, Shauna was as she's with a lot of things was was very upfront and not want to beat around the bush and just talking about it. And um, because, you know, I'm like, well, I want to talk about this, but is she going to talk about it? And she just right. kind of came out with it. I was like, okay, that made Easy that enough. easier. Yeah. 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 Um, That's cool. I like that yeah. paved the way. I heard somebody talk about for those couples who manage to abstain, right? Whether from previous relationships or even with each other. Within marriage, they kind of get to the the disappointment, I guess, or even the enjoyment isn't defined by anybody else. It is only defined by you and your spouse. And so you're not constantly going, oh, man, was I was I like the other guy? You know, was it good enough? And then you have to work through that trauma and unwire that. And so it's, again, it's paving that way. You're you were able to pave your way for markers of how good you were. And because the other thing too, is like, if you guys had never had it with anybody else, like, you know, however those first few times went while 
according to stoner guy who if he was probably sober would have been like yeah man you suck <laughs> you were like way too short whatever but to you and shauna like all right that's the best you've ever had and the next time is even better and the next time for that's even there's nothing else to relate to other than yourself so if i can challenge any young men and young women out there who are listening to this and are like man the world's telling me that i need to be doing this or maybe you already have and you're like i'd like to stop like if that's the only reason why you abstain, man, make make that the reason why. Just so that way you're never having to compare or have your significant other slash spouse compare. Like you're always setting the next high. I'm still from Stoner Guy here. You're always setting the next high for you in your in, in your relationship. Um, by keeping it monogamous. Now, for those of us out there who got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of luggage. All right. First of all, of first of all, there's grace, you know, and there's forgiveness and with a little bit of therapy and even just talking with your spouse, you also eventually get to a place where, yeah, that you're, you're beginning, you're back to creating what's next, the best, the let there's less comparison. It, it, it goes away. Um, you, you, you either goes away or you learn how to kind of like, no, that's irrelevant because that what I have is deeper than just a physical moment. So, um, there dropping that one out there for you boom yeah and you know i feel like where people get in the weeds is they get all about me and my you know wife me me want to be focused on my needs Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. wanting to you know wanting to serve to serve my wife and um uh that's an easy to get upside down real quick yeah and uh i feel like if both people are focused focused on that then you're gonna have conversations you know you're gonna be communicating about it and it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh so that that is that is one thing that both of us have um really try to focus on as well. And I feel like that just makes it um, better for everybody. Like you talk about grace and, you know, um, you screw up and it's like, and if Shauna's like, Hey, it's cool. Like, let's just, let's just move on. Um, Again, in, in a lot of these concepts apply like across the board. If I just, but if I feel like, the reaction I'm going to get is not judgment, but grace, uh, understanding, that kind of thing. You know, um, it just goes, it goes much better. Um, and, you know, I mean, because you want to talk about like being vulnerable. I mean, that's like the most, the thing you do that will make you the most vulnerable over, over you, just about anything you are else. Exposing everything. Yeah, that is the truth. That is the truth. So there's also um, there's also a a beauty in it. So, um, yeah, there's a if you if you guys want to hear be a deeper, more grounded than my approach, not approach, but like I agree with this guy, so I recommend him. But Tim Ross on the basement, his podcast is called The Basement. They are all about vulnerability and authenticity. Homeboy talks about sex. Oh yeah, all the time. Sex, porn, cheating, 
and then reconciliation and like husband and wife marriage, like dude talks about it. I would definitely listen to his, but he's got one where when he talks about marriage, he's referencing first Genesis to become one flesh. And actually I read this in a book today where it says, it's not that we are better halves of each other and become, it's not like one half plus one half equals one. It's, it's two holes becoming one which is a it's a representation of the trinity that's an aside we can jump into that later that's a book called holy sexuality and the gospel by christopher yuan but uh tim will say because he he's referencing paul in first corinthians where he says uh talks he says to the man you know your body is not your own it's your wife's and he says and wives your body is not your own it's your husband's actually i think it starts with the wives then goes to them because it's always because the men we love to stop reading after it goes, wives, your body's not your own, it's your husband's, so be submissive and not in like the creepy legalistic Baptist way. Um, but it's uh back to Andy Stanek's mission competition. And uh we love to stop reading there. The next thing Paul says is that men, our bodies aren't ours either. It's it belongs to our wife. And so what Tim mm-hmm. says is he says, In marriage, when you look into the face of your spouse, it is supposed to be like looking into a mirror. Like when you hurt her, you hurt you. Um, and that's been, I mean, I don't know how much that is starting to execute itself out in my marriage, but I know that it resonates in my head. I know that it's sitting there bouncing around pinballing, going, Hmm, when I say this thing and it makes her mad, I should be hurt by this. And some of that also I think is just cool for me to watch. Not that she's getting hurt, but like the growth that I've gone from like year one, where it's still like, we're almost two independent people to where now is year three. And mind you, this is the journey of a lifetime, right? This is the journey of marriage. But like, I feel more of one flesh with her at year three than I did at year one. Like it takes time to grow. And it's not just through sex, though sex is probably the most powerful bonding factor, but it's also through the conversations, the dinners, the uh, playing video games with each other, you know, taking time to put down your phone, or put down whatever your vice is where you are self-absorbed and get to know your significant other. So, <clears throat> but there you go. Now you guys have that one. When you look at your spouse, you're actually looking back. At, you're also looking back at yourself. And Tim takes that way deeper and talks about sex in that context. I don't have the the memory or probably the confidence to talk about it in the same way that he does, but I trust him an interesting concept i like that i like it yeah you know because we yeah we really want to talk about the one flesh thing when um we feel like we're being you know violated misused you know something in some kind of way that's negative it's like you know but um but that's good i like uh i like that i like that i like that thought um okay so, so what's next? Mm. You want to feel confident we've taken care of some of our single people here or year one marriage? I guess just like let's leave with some. So, what's it? So, what's some advice then now that they've heard a little bit of our experiences? What's some advice for our, our uh, soon to be year one married people? Um, I would say before you walk down the aisle. Do some type of premarital counseling. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you're, if, 
you know, you're getting married by your pastor, for example, like we did, um, go through whatever they do. If, if not like, you know, meeting with like, you know, another counselor going through some type of curriculum Mm -hmm. is great. I thought we knew each other. Great. We Mm -hmm. went through with my, um, was my youth pastor. He now is the, the pastor, um, of the church, but, uh, you know, I thought I was like, we've talked about just about everything. And man, we got through this. Like we ain't talked about Jack. (laughs) Amazing. So, um, yeah, Megan you know, and I did I it twice. <laughs> do as that's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Do as much of that up front as you can. Like just practically, you know, you know what you're getting. Like if you're going to buy a car, whether it's a new car or a used car, you you talk to the guys like you got to make sure that you change your oil. You got to make sure that you do this, that you do that. And so you're educated. So you're not waiting six months down the road when there's smoke coming out of the hood. And you're like, that's wait, right. what did I do? Like, that's the way we treat relationships a lot of the time. Gosh, that's a great analogy. That is a good one. It really is. That is I, a good one. You know, there are so many analogies, analogies. you can make with cars. It's just, it's just be careful. Like, Cause some of them are nasty. Some of them I hate. Yeah. And you know, you can analogies aren't, perfect right but yeah. i feel like with, yeah. with this that it, one was it, good it works um that's actually good advice for anybody is like taking time whether you do it with a trusted i would say friend but don't get don't bring friends and family that you like are really close to into your marital affairs they're always gonna have a side i don't care how much they promise you they're neutral it doesn't matter they're gonna side with one of you because that's how much they love one of you you married into a friendship or family member, or you brought your spouse into a friendship or family member. Um, like my best friend, nine times out of ten, despite how much he could probably throw into my face, dude, you're being like you're at fault as the husband. At the end of the day, if the worst of worst of worst should happen, he's not gonna turn his couch away from me. Like, he'll tell me I'm wrong, but he's also gonna let me let me crash. Um, but I think, yeah, like just finding someone there to do a counseling with, uh, whether it's a pastor on staff or you go to a counselor and you don't do it when crap hits the fan, but you do it as like a routine maintenance. You check in once a year, twice a year, kind of like an oil change. Just make sure you guys are communicating well. Cause one of the things I was going to say is communication up front for sure whether it's before you get married or even as you, before you enter a new season, if you're able to see a new season coming, one of the pastors I listened to, he said one time, he goes, frustration is just unmet, uncommunicated expectation. It's the result of unmet, uncommunicated expectation. And it's, it's right. I mean, for me, like we went through premarital twice. We did it once before we got engaged with a legit mental health counselor. I don't know why I use mental health. She's a legit counselor, like psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. And then the second time was people through our church. We were more open, I think, in the first one with people from our church. We hit that conversation on sex. And I said, nope. I said, I don't feel comfortable with these people. And so I ain't going to talk to them. And we didn't. We just sat there and looked awkward the entire time. And uh, and then Megan and I didn't talk about it. I think we both assumed we'd be fine. 
honeymoon goes great and then we didn't talk about what comes after and like yeah there was frustration on my end because my expectation was we gonna be up in here like bunny rabbits and it just it wasn't it wasn't happening and i was upset and mad and not getting sleep because the first month was really hard to adjust to somebody else in the bed or even just living with somebody else That's my 50 cents. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess another thing I would say, um, and I've heard, I've heard Shauna, you know, say this verbatim. She'll tell me like that she has this conversation with friends that she has where, you know, you know, she'll get a question like, Oh my gosh, I don't have sex like all the time, like my husband does. And she's like, You don't like it? <laughs> it's like, it's fun. You oh, know? Man. It's like, this is the person you're gonna be with forever. Like enjoy. enjoy it. <laughs> we can't and, say that. Um, I can't I can't say that with a oh. no, and you no, you can't say that to your yeah. spouse, to your partner. Yeah. Um now you can say that to you know like one of your buddies, but um, and this is you know this is the context, right? So she's having a and she's telling me and she's not saying who it is, right? But mm -hmm. she's like, hey, I was having a conversation with a girl today, and it was, and, she, and she's like, I was like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I enjoy it. It's not like you know, um, someone's holding a gun to my head. Like, right. this is enjoyable, um, and. Uh, so, and I think, um, you know, when she's had that conversation, like it is kind of surprising, but. Well, like, maybe that leads into, into healthy rhythms. So there, there are people right with a higher drive and a lower drive. And then on top of that, you've got other factors that play into. So this young girl that Shauna's counseling, perhaps that young girl came out of the I say young girl. I don't know if she's younger. Yeah, no, these are these these are like let's be clear. This is these are like peers, right? So one of her right. one of her friends right. is married, you know, not young. Same age, well, uh, Shauna, I don't mean that inoffensive. No, Shauna, you are I don't know. I can't. Chad, you song of Solomon, your wife, I'll song of Solomon mine. Um <laughs> but uh if that person was raised in the purity culture of the eighties and nineties, and we're starting to see the effects of this where it's sex is bad. No, no, no. You should have no desire, no desire, no desire, no desire. And then they get married and we flip the script instantly. I mean, major jump cut. And we're like, this is good. You should enjoy it. It re produces but then you're like well hold on and so if you grew up with this notion of like it's always bad i can see how like as you're trying if you don't take intentional steps to recognize that in yourself and i think that's what it is i think some people don't see the intent some people this is where i think sex positivity should be rooted biblically like that's gonna offense people in here who can be like, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in you. that's fine. But you know what? It's like trying to read the the manual of a Ferrari and putting the wrong oil in it because you didn't read it because you said I don't need the manual from the guy who made the car. I drive a Honda. I know how this works. I'm preaching. I know it. God designed sex. It's not like math. 
If he designs it, I want to know how he intends it to be. And I think when we start manipulating the instructions or even the boundaries of where it falls into, we fall into hurt. And so we fall into people who I don't have a drive. Therefore, I don't want, you know, when my husband wants it, why does he always have to want it? And instead of learning, okay, where do we come to a healthy rhythm? Well, like in my personal experience, some of it wasn't desire. There is some there, but some of it's not driver desire or even enjoyment. It's there's a physical barrier. But are you willing to take the steps to go, this is an important enough aspect of my marriage to begin asking questions about my own body, whether male or female, whether you're the husband or the wife, right? Asking questions of, okay, why do I not, not, not saying that there's a certain level for some couples once a week is great. For some couples, once every two weeks is great. Once a month is great for other couples. You are the jackrabbits and I envy you. And you're like four times a week. Kudos, bro. Like fist bump it later, but you probably also have your other issues. Like, you know, sometimes I'm kind of grateful. The only thing I fight sometimes about is sex. Um, I'd much rather have that argument than about money. Money is so out of my wheelhouse. I cannot argue on that one. I don't know if that's making any sense, but that's where I'm, that's where I'm trying, I guess I'm coming back to like this person is like for Shauna telling her that for Shauna, that it's fun. Like Shauna has a healthy perspective. She understands that God created sex for recreation and reproduction along with just growth in general. Like that's, what's bonding her to you. And that not only that, you have the privilege of doing it for a lifetime. Like if y'all have one bad night, if Megan and I have one bad night, the beauty of marriage is I can try again tomorrow. Yeah. I can try again next week. When you're dating and you're doing it, you decide you're going to do it outside of the confines and the safety of marriage. You might do it wrong once and your other person on the other side of you is going to be like, mm, I didn't like that. And I'm not going to give you a chance to try again. Deuces. And now we're creating trauma and we're creating insecurity and throwing some other stuff in there. So, well, and I'm just going to say, like, if you are coming, if you are listening to this podcast by Justin and Chad <laughs> and you're single and you're not wanting to do this the biblical way, like, you're just coming to the wrong place and you know you're coming to the wrong place. Like y'all know who we are. So that's just kind of how um, we love you, how we are, but you're right. You know, there has, there has been damage done and, <laughs> um, you know, but that comes back to, you know, using this as an opportunity to serve the other person. And when you've been in a relationship with someone for a while and it's like, like Justin, if I come up and I see you and I go to shake your hand and I see you've been crying or yeah. I see you're just pissed, like you're hangry or something, right? I'm like, oh, something's going on with Justin. Maybe I should talk to him about that. Yeah. Well, when you're dealing with like your spouse, who, by the way, you see every single day you live with, right? You share things with and you're like, oh, well, it's time. And you're. And you just see the other person isn't reciprocating that they're up that something, right? I mean, it's like you get to know this person and you realize, oh, something's going on. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't make this time right now about what I want, what I think I need that we're going to, you know, there's maybe something else going on that we need to, we need to get into. And that sounds like 
really elementary, like, yeah, Chad, we know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have, uh, I've had conversations with people where it's like, you know, they, they talk about their, you know, they're using finger quotes needs. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I'm just not, I just got no time for that because there's no, there's no basis in psychology, yeah. in the Bible, in, um, common sense <laughs> in any of these places for anything like that. So, yeah, I, I, um, and so, um, yeah, so I, you know, I think a lot of these things, um, go together. Like I know people that were jackrabbits that wind up getting divorced. Why? Well, cause they probably did a lot of that and not a whole lot of talking or other things. So money or kids, um, right? Yeah. Like the, the three big so, fights any married, any marriage sees is money, yeah. kids and sex. So again, I mean, I think you go into this next phase when you've got kids, whatever, like it's the same thing. It's, you gotta be talking to your spouse, not just about this, but about everything. Yeah. And you observe and you say, Oh, my wife looks to be upset. Maybe this is not the right time for that. Maybe we got other stuff we got to talk about. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is something to talk about too. And it's easy to get kind of into a, um, like a pattern where it's just like, this is what we're doing. And, um, yeah. So, you know, you be a student of your mate and if they like to change it up then change it up. Right. Um, so, uh, I think that's about as far as <laughs> I'm going to go down that road, but, uh, he was getting but, heated y'all. <laughs> seriously, like, it's just like every other area. It is more intimate. Um, it's more revealing. It, yeah. um, you know, uh, all of those, all of those things. But I really think all the same principles apply. Like, how am I going to know that my wife is enjoying when we go out on a date? If we don't talk about it. Hey, right. is there a new place that you'd like to try? Um you know, how, how was it? Did you enjoy where we were? You know, if, if you're not, if you're not observing them and talking to them, like anyway, um, again, I think this is pretty elementary, but I talk to people all the time who just, they don't do it. So. And then, yeah, student of your wife, the thing you just said, student of your spouse. I think yeah. we should, I think I should say that because wives, it goes for you too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with y'all being elevated, and I'm gl I'm glad that culture from a hundred years ago caught up to a place where you are elevated. But for those of us who subscribe to Jesus and the Bible, um, God didn't set it up as a one way. Okay, there's God, and then your wife. Like He set it up as a as as Chad said earlier, referenced Andy Stanley submission competition. You're studying each other, like women study your husbands if you want to be pleasured well study him i'm not saying you got I'm not saying you submit and roll over and whatever he asks you to do but like he's gonna be in a better mood when you pick up on the little things that he enjoys whether it's like chocolate pie or it's uh i don't know i mean joby always says it's the hercules hercules men want affirmation if i can say that on this podcast 
we really don't care about as much about the I love yous or the emotional lovey-dovey. Some of us do. We're weird. But a lot of us do care about affirmation. Just tell us that we're strong and we're enough for you. Well, and you Dude. know, I, a lot of couples I see get in the weeds, you know, they um, they forget that, you know, as as believers, we're called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That mm -hmm. includes the person you're married to. Mm -hmm. So the uh, people I have known where the husband is the, and dad is like the king of the castle whole yeah. thing. Like, I just don't have time for that. And if that's what you do, like, sorry, we're just going to disagree. Um, but yeah. Uh, submit to one another like guess what your wife is part of that one another your mm -hmm. husband is part of that as well and um so i have no problem doing that and i don't want i don't want to make it sound like we are like we fill out a questionnaire after we have sex no it, it's not like no i'm not trying to rank yourself that. on a scale of one to ten no oh, it's Lord, nothing like no, that that's deprecating but, you know if something happens that one of us is not cool with um we're gonna talk about it right one person say hey like that wasn't that wasn't cool or yeah or whatever and it needs um, to be that's how you create yeah that's how you create so, safety and Good and this is health. this is something when we get into like having talk with kids like this is another thing where it's weird to talk about mm -hmm. and we want it to not be weird to talk about so what do we do we just like don't talk about it and that makes it more weird yep. so you really just gotta push through and say hey like there's something we really do need to talk about and um and you know do it like i find for us um money is another area where i'm like well she knows this she just doesn't want to do this um you know with when it comes to like doing the budget for first time or something like that and then when we actually have the conversation we do it and i realize oh wow we were actually on the same page with this we just kind of assumed that the other person thought a certain thing and that's not um that's not helpful about assumptions yeah 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 and that's true so, that's true right so no, that's that's good and i think i was just i was kind of bringing it back to the student thing just because like even i know sometimes the question can be and we're definitely touching on topics that there are other podcasts you probably do this way better but like even initiating yeah. how do i have the conversation like my wife works from home and we have a daughter and she's a toddler. Now, mind you, sometimes the picture that's painted is that she's never in the mood. And that's probably true. So you have to, you know, there's the old women are crockpots, men are microwaves, yada, yada. But there are, like, I do, I try to be astute enough to know the days where it's like, yeah, this is absolutely off the table. She needs a touch break. The last thing she wants is me. And granted, She'll tell me no. I have no fear saying that on this podcast. She tells me no. I get no a lot. We can talk through fear of rejection and being rejected and how to cope with that in their time when I figure it out. But <laughs> doesn't mean I doesn't mean I quit. Doesn't mean I give up. I'm not gonna roll over and be pansy husband. I'm trying to work through some of that. 
it doesn't mean I'm persist. I'm not doesn't mean I bug her into her doing it either. I'm not saying that I sit there and I'm like, no, I'm gonna nag until I get my way. That's bull crap. But I do try to learn. Okay, when she looks really upset, has had a really long day. Amelia's been obnoxious. Maybe let's try in a few days when I know she's had a chance to have a break, like on Fridays. I'm not saying Fridays our day. I'm just Fridays when I get to be at home and and Megan can leave the house. That gives her a chance to let reset. Or if there's a chance when she gets to go hang out with some friends because that helps reset her. Those are ways where I'm studying going, okay, this might be a better opportunity if it's something that our marriage needs right now is to have sex for me to initiate that. Um, Versus just, hey, I'm home. Let's get it on. Dummy. Yeah, so, yeah, that would anyway, be dummy. Yes, for sure. That would be dummy. So, all right, that covers, I think I think we've covered. If there's anything else you want to add there, we can. But otherwise, I think we're kind of uh, forest of thought off on the rabbit trail. Yeah, the weeds, as you kept putting it. Yeah, and I mean, I think one of the reasons I say that is because, man, I got way too many of those jokers in my yard, and they ain't <laughs> good, right? This is not good. It's not so, good. Listen, um, doesn't allow the healthy grass to grow. Weed. So. all right so we uh what else all right so let's talk let's talk then like for example we just talked so i'm married with kids you're married with kids let's navigate you know i guess expectations or even maybe some what's a i don't know what the right word is but sex and be during pregnancy if we want to help any dudes out that might have questions about that or any ladies out there who have questions about that ladies if you're still listening to us i'm super impressed and i mean anybody aside from shauna i know shauna will listen all the way through she's determined and she's made of steel um but uh so let me say something and this would sound like i'm trying to do a solid for the guys out there who have a pregnant wife but mm. that is not what it is. So Shauna is a trained oh yeah doula, right? She can help you out, boys. So anybody ladies. who thinks we're just you know trying to help the the dude who has a pregnant wife get some, right? Is not my intention. Uh, not the intention. She much better than myself. She can tell you. And I'm, I know she'd be happy to do one-on-one. Um, she can tell you all the benefits of a woman having sex while she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and really just in, in, in general. But, um, and I get it. Like, you know, there may come a point where you're dealing with, you know, morning sickness and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, nausea and some of the other things. And yeah, like there's some things where you earn a pass. Like there were some things where Shauna asked me, like, for example, Hey, are you cool? If I don't want to get an epidural, I'm like, listen, this is your body. Like if you (laughs) think you can handle that, yeah. like if it was me, like, so Justin, I know we talked about the one flesh thing, right? I get that. However, <laughs> yo half of that one flesh push that baby out. So, uh, yeah. So what I told her, is, yeah. I go, look, this is you. If you think you can deal with that, awesome. I think it's great. She has a million reasons for why she did it. 
Again, she would be happy to talk with you and tell you why she did that and why she thinks you should or should not do that. However, comma, um, (laughs) the, the thing, the thing there was, Hey, like I get it. Like if you need to take a pass, cause you're not feeling great. If you know, you don't want to get that epidural and you think you can deal with it. I'll be right here to support you the whole way. But like, don't ask me if I think it's okay. Like, I think whatever you can do is great. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, not to, but I, I, that's another, that's kind of a, yeah, that I feel like kind of gets us into talking, you know, about it in this realm of, um, you know, of pregnancy and whatnot, where I would hope that I'm remembering this correctly, that I gave a whole lot more grace and it was kind of like, Oh, you still want to sweet. Right. And I don't think that's about as far as I took it. Yeah. You're, you're good. And I think, I don't think we have to go too far into this conversation. Honestly, it ultimately comes down to each couple as to what the limits, you know, what, what's doable, what's not doable. Um, Cause I don't want to, I mean, we, we did not like that nine months was a, and mind you, I've heard of the couples of marriages where we compromise, you know, we didn't do all the things, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember honestly how much of that was true for us. Obviously I hope the second one goes better because there's been some learning curves in our sexual language, like the language of sex. Um, but I think more so I was just trying to get at is for some dudes who are like, and girls who are like, just kind of scared at like, is it, is it going to hurt the baby? Am I going to get you pregnant again? No. Right. Chill out. Um, that's more so I think what I wanted to, <laughs> you, you know what I like? These are real thoughts that impar- people have where they're like, literally they feared like they're going to like hurt the child. First of all, you think highly of yourself, sir calm that down yeah uh, i really apologize <laughs> if i just laughed at a sincere question someone had again it's see okay. the comment about my wife being a doula like that yeah. probably may have something to do with it um i also i also was on the tail end of gen x right mm-hmm. and when i was in school there was this whole theory of hey let's um let's give the kids all of the information and they will then in turn make the right decision so i say that i had sex ed class i think like two or three times (laughs) between like a middle school and high school it was ridiculous um so i only bring that up to say that i knew the answer to that question because again i had had like sex ed class way too many times bazillion times uh yeah i mean once i think is good you know i did the thing in like what was it like i think seventh grade where the boys go into this classroom the girls go into this classroom and you know the 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 teachers do the thing and um you know answer the questions which i don't think they should take questions they totally should not be taking questions not from because it's anyway um but (laughs) so yeah that happened I think once or twice. And then I had, I think in ninth grade, everybody had to take a class Mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, health class. Right. But that was a major part of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so that is why, um, 
I think all this stuff should become a knowledge and maybe now, now they don't do that. I, um, yeah, I don't know what they teach or don't teach. And yeah. So I think I just kind of leaned into Megan having some of that, some of this, you know, maybe that's back to the student of wives thing. Like husbands ask, ask your wife. She, she knows her body pretty, pretty well. So if you got questions about like even outside of pregnancy, just like mechanics or I kind of go into biology class mode, but it's kind of good to learn because then you're like, oh, okay, this is why blah, 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 blah. So anywho, yeah. I think we can probably put a pin because again, I don't want to jump too far into that with bringing my own emotions and, and experience into it. Everybody's experience is, is different. Um, and I'm sure, you know, and I'm trying to decipher through hearing the way you're talking about it chad with with shauna and some of the language you're using as far as um oh, i forgot what you said earlier well and while you're while you're thinking of that let me let me just say like this goes in and i'm sure someone can find an exception but when it comes to a woman being pregnant growing mm -hmm. a baby inside of her that baby is the freaking vampire that baby will suck everything out of her so that he or everything. she has all the nourishment that they need. Um, so like they're good. Um, and again, I'm sure there's an exception somewhere, but in our experience, and again, my wife talking to me with the training that she's gone through, um, nine times out of 10, the issue is the mom taking care of themselves. Right. Making sure like, hey, the baby is getting the, you know, the nourishment, the the vitamins, minerals, you know, all this stuff that they need. Like, yeah. mom, you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So um, yeah. anyway, so that kind of applies across the board. Yeah. And now I'm well outside of any realm of expertise that I could ever possibly hope <laughs> to have. So, Justin, reel me in and let's move on. All right. I'm reeling you in. <laughs> so I think let's talk about. Um, well, there was the having sex when your kids around, we could, we could, uh, or even like if you're traveling, maybe you're at the in-laws, it's a state vacation. Like, I don't know if that one's as necessary to get into that could just come down to a, a uh, communication kind of thing. Um, cause I kind of want to sure. jump, I kind of want to jump or maybe we bring that, maybe we come back to that in a later episode or at the end of this one, but out of respect for time, I know for you and I, Chad, um, and for our listeners who are driving and still listening to this without being completely offended and or turned off or disgusted. Um, we love you. Please leave a review five stars. We'd love to see your comments. We really do want you to interact with us Please. on Instagram, YouTube, all the things. Um, if you're happy, you know, send us something on Instagram. If you're mad at something we said, send us something on Instagram um, or Facebook or wherever. Don't care. Like, we appreciate all the feedback. So just and if you're not able to leave a full five stars, message us and let us know what we can do better. We we would love to hear that. Um. So, so let's talk about having the talk with our children as we prepare the generation we're responsible for raising to go into the world 
And I know that last week you and I teased a little bit that both of the student ministries that we're a part of had just gone through some form of a series in regards to this conversation. You and I both sat under the Song of Solomon series that Pastor Joby went through, which if you don't know, Song of Solomon is the most erotic book in the Bible. And I mean, it's they wouldn't even let Jewish school children until they hit a certain age read it because it's just that toe curling and romantic. So... And it makes us experts in any way, but it has been a recent point of conversation in our in our worlds. And then honestly, in culture, sex is all the buzz all the time. Yep. That is that is something that hasn't changed. So um I have a couple little stories and then I'll share a little bit of how we did it and um, like to get your, your feedback. All right. If that's a cool way to do it. So um, I remember, I don't remember how old I was. I want, I mean, it had to be post seventh grade. So way too late, (laughs) but my dad sat me down and when I caught on to this is the talk, I was like, Oh, dad, no, 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 I already know, I already know. And he was like, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't remember the words he said, but I think he was probably relieved. So, um, and now looking back on it, I kind of wish that I would have just shut up and let my dad talk because um, I've had to do it twice now. And as far as I'm concerned, any advice would have been probably helpful. Uh, so there's that. And then um, when, Pierce was, I believe, in it was second grade or third grade, towards the end of second, beginning of third. I can't remember exactly, but it was that year. And um, he came home from school, and he had this uh, Android tablet that, um, you know, we, you know, managed all this kind of stuff. And one thing he would do often is he would go to Google and just look up definitions of words. Mm. Sounds strange, but this kid from the time he, when he was two, his favorite word was like, actually. Yeah. Like he's a brainiac. The, yeah. And just so f- as a kid had really crazy vocabulary. So he would do this on occasion. Never thought anything of it. Did it this day. Okay. Dad. Hey, um, I don't have any homework. I'm going to, um, I'm going to look up some definitions. No problem. Didn't think twice. Did it all the time. Like I said, we're on there all the time. We're managing it. We know what's on there, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, just what happens later that night, Shauna's got it. You know, she's sitting in front of the TV or whatever. She's Googling some stuff. Um, so, you know, she busts out the tablet to do it. It's, um, you know, makes it more convenient that way. And so um, I think I was probably going to sleep, dozing off, whatever. And she comes in freaking out. So she opened this thing up and she saw like a pop-up or, you know, some tabs open or, you know, whatever the case may be. 
you need to have a talk with your son because, (laughs) you know, so what she thought was he'd been playing Angry Birds, saw an ad, Mm. clicked a thing and clicked a thing and clicked a thing and somehow Mm. got into, you know, some sexual content or whatever. So the next morning, um, I decide, okay, let's leave the house a little bit early for school. Uh, this is the pre-homeschool days. So um, I say, let's let's go out to breakfast and we'll have like a man-to-man, right? So we go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> yeah, second grade. right? Yeah. <laughs> so we go to Chick-fil-A and we sit down and we're chatting. And I'm like, hey, buddy. I said, um, I said, I got something to tell you. I said, last night, mom turned on your tablet and she saw some stuff. I was like, I didn't see it. But she was telling me about some stuff she saw and it made her very, uh, very concerned. And so I'd really like if you would tell me what it was you were doing. And I, on the inside, I'm freaking out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm trying to play as cool as I can. And so he's like, oh, dad. Um, so here's what happened. So yesterday I was at school and we we're at lunch and these kids are talking about all this freaky stuff. Right. Finger quotes. All this freaky stuff. And I say, what are you guys talking about? And they say, and I found out later, these kids both have older sisters. Uh... Okay. So you see where this is going. So they said, Pierce, all you got to do, go home and Google sexual intercourse. Oh my God. Right. So third grader, boom, there we are. So he does that. And he's like, he's like, dad, I typed it in and um, I searched and I saw all this freaky stuff. And so I put it down and I just, you know, I, I just put it away. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I was like, um, so do you, you know, um, you want to tell me what you saw? You have any questions? He's like, I honestly, I saw some stuff come up. I just put it down. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, we, we talked a little bit more about school and, you know, I tried to kind of poke around a little bit, you know, um, without getting him too uncomfortable. And, um, so went home, told Shauna, she had gone scorched earth. She uninstalled everything on that freaking tablet. And, um, (laughs) and uh, I was like, Hey, I was like, look, here's what happened. And so, um, I don't remember exactly what her response was, but we're like, okay. Um, I got to, I got to do this with him. Uh, I got to, I got to have the talk. So she found actually a great thing. It was like, like a, a podcast or a YouTube or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it turns out it was this couple, they have a blog, whatever. And, um, or no, it's a guy. So he used to work for the company. And I know this now at the time I didn't know it. Uh, Covenant eyes. If you know who that is. Um, you know, they do like, uh, like, you know, content filtering, monitoring, right. Yeah. So you can get your iPhone and you can, you know, um, do all, do all the, all the big brother stuff on there for your kids, if you want all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, so this guy, you know, um, Christian wrote, like, I think it started as like a, like a blog and then like a book or something. Anyway, so we went through them and they have this like it's like a seven part deal for having the talk and that's what it's called it's called the talk and it's kind of devotional style where it mixes scripture mixes science you know okay. and it's a it's a it's scripted i mean you can read it word for word it's pretty well written um i really didn't 
they have some, you know, um, they pull in some great scriptures just kind of based on how God created us. Um, they talk about like the reproductive cycle, um, male and female anatomy, right? All that, all that kind of stuff is in there. Um, they talk about, you know, where a baby comes from, you know, a baby, um, you know, story. from, from sex all the way to all the way to birth and the stages and all that kind of stuff. And, um, so what I did with Pierce is every Sunday before church, we'd leave early, we went to like Panera or Starbucks or whatever, and we would just get breakfast and we'd talk through it. And he, especially at that point in time, he loved science. And so he was very curious, really, um, really dug into like the anatomy side of it, the science side, like, you know, a baby developing inside of the mother, like all that kind of stuff was great. And um, he didn't really have many questions, just kind of there listening and very intently listening and stuff. And so it went well. And it was good because it was talking about like our identity mm -hmm. um, that, you know, made in God's image and all the way through, like that stuff is woven all the way through the thing. And so it was great. Um, uh, fast forward to Jude. Um, I mean, it went so well. We're like, hey, let's do the same thing. So did the same thing with Jude and we would go out and I, you know, tried to make it special, tried to let him like we'd go to like a coffee shop and he'd get anything he wanted. Right. Yeah. He wanted espresso. He's getting espresso. Oh, right. Man. Like don't care. Um, now he wasn't, he would get like, well, I mean, I guess technically that's what's in the latte. Right. So, um, but he'd get like a, he'd get a latte, he'd get a chai, get a whatever he wanted. And, you know, we do breakfast and, and that, you know, trying to make it good because he was for him, it was much more awkward for him mm -hmm. to the point where I don't know, two, three of these in, I go to wake him up. He's like, I was like, Hey bud, let's go out and get breakfast. Oh, dad, I really don't want to get breakfast. <laughs> and I said, I said, we you know what? Talk about it. I said, buddy, screw it. No, we're really just going to breakfast. We'll talk about whatever you want. Because, yeah, I didn't want that to be all it was. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you know, fast forward, we're through all that. Um, I think it went well. Um, if I had to do it all over again. I would probably do it more as like an ongoing conversation, mm. uh, making sure that they were ready for the age they were. Um, uh, and I, I would, you know, I would start earlier, um, but not do like dive in all the details when it's like three, you know what I mean? But right. we would start with a conversation about, you know, um, you know, made in God's image and, you know, he made, you know, men and women different and, you know, all that start there and then go from there. Um, so uh, I think trying to make it more of a conversation uh, when we've done that has been good. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they both respond really well, really well to that. Um, now, uh, I think, I think this thing is good and we've, we've passed this thing on to a couple of people. Um, and they've done it. They said, you know, it worked well for them too. So, um, and, uh, we could maybe put a link to their thing in the, in the show notes if you want to. Um, it's not huge. I mean, it's a biblically based thing of having yeah. the talk 
And it's not, you know, um, you know, I probably could have sat down and written something and found a few, um, like, you know, uh, images is not the word, but little like diagrams. Right. Cause again, it shows like, Hey, here's where the baby, you know, develops. Here's, you know, yeah, you, you, yeah. Know, you know, I mean, think like to, office. Yeah, yeah. Think to when you're in like elementary middle school and you're, you're seeing, you know, just diagrams of different parts of a frog or whatever. Right. Same kind of, same kind of deal. Um, yeah. And, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's how we did it, mm -hmm. and um, like I was saying, I think if I had to do it over again, I would probably try to make it just more more conversational. But I mean, I don't think it was bad. Um, but I think you know. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually. Um, sometimes with my kids, I feel like I have an agenda mm. and I really, I really just want to develop a relationship with them. And yeah, there's some things we need to talk about, but yeah, uh, I don't know, like the more just conversations we can have, the better. And, you know, you kind of do it whatever way works for you, but, um, but that's what, you know, that's what worked for me. And I would like to weave some of this stuff into more conversations. Um, you know, if nothing else, just to make sure that they're prepared because, you know, to your point, it's everywhere. I mean, man, when I was 12 or 13, I'm so glad I didn't have a smartphone back then. I mean, I think the worst thing I got into, into is, you know, I probably said some stuff or I read it on AOL and some messenger. <laughs> right. But most people do not take a screenshot of that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and your history those, only goes back so far. Hopefully those so, records um, are, are erased. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I think, I think you can still have conversation with your kids. Like just cause you've now officially gotten through the, maybe, maybe, you know, agenda is the right word or the curriculum piece. Mm -hmm. Right. They now know the proper mechanics, but I think as far as a whole, like you don't stop there. It's just, you don't oh, for it. sure. And I'm sure you're doing this, so I'm sure I'm just trying to get yeah. some clarity, like some clarity. Um, and but that's yeah. the that's the talk, right? That yeah, we um, yeah. that we did, but uh, but is it you know? Are there ongoing things? Absolutely, well, there I would are. Hope so yeah, yeah. Like I know they probably about, want you know, it to be over, but yeah, and you know, and and now it can be very, you know, now that you know you we've covered the basis. Um, mm now we can now we can talk about like you know oh first relationship mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. uh you know and we can just build build on that as needed for sure yeah um yeah so yeah uh as much as you know as much as a lot of people would like it to be like a one and done kind of deal that's just not gonna that's not mm -hmm. gonna fly especially if you think about you know like we've been talking about just how it's like in your face everywhere you go um especially when you're down here and you live like two minutes from the beach, uh, you know, yeah. it's just, it's not gonna, it's yeah. not going to go away. So, no. So there you are. Woo. So you have any, um, you have any thoughts on that or any, I mean, and, and granted, I know like your, your kid is like, <laughs> 
<laughs> still Two. really little uh, oh, yeah. concerning some of this kind of stuff, oh, yeah. but um, um, you got any thoughts there? You wanna, you wanna, you wanna? No, I like. On? I like the way, man, I like the way, well, I know you'd mentioned you had like two stories or you wanted to share your experience and you had a question for me, um, which maybe that was your question. Uh, I like the intentionality of setting aside a time for it. I know for Jude, he got to a point where he's like, oh no, dad's yeah. getting me up to talk about <gasps> sexual intercourse again, you know, and that's, um, that stinks, you know, that, not that stinks, but like, I, I get that some kids, that's how it's going to be. But I think what is cool is you're setting aside. I think what's cool too, is I know like you've shared on here before, like that's not the only time you've set aside special times with your kids. It's not just talk about sex. Like you and sure. met up and read through radical. I think you're doing something similar again with Jude, or if you aren't, you will like, that's just in, that's in you. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's awesome. I think I'd like to do that. I don't know how I do it with Amelia. I feel like I feel like Megan's gonna probably have the reins on a lot of that because it's female to female, and it probably means for Amelia it starts a little bit younger because she has to think through cleaning certain parts that we as dudes don't have to think through cleaning. And then there's you know the period, and there's all this other stuff that comes a running a little bit sooner for females, and they're just more mature than we are. Dudes are slow. Love you, dudes, but we're slow. Um, but no, I like the I like that there was an intentionality to it. I like that it was not just one singular. All right, son, here's the birds and the bees, and you got this tool, and she's got this thing, and here's how it works. Be careful with it, you know. Like I'm glad it wasn't that. Um, I don't then, know what that was. <laughs> listen, that's kind of just how my dad did it. Is we were like he picked me up from a youth group ice skating activity and we start driving home and he just talks about it i don't even know how he set it up all i knew was like well i think i went home with more questions than i wanted and wasn't questioning to begin with and i was just like uh okay and i didn't feel confident enough to even be like so that i have questions and he didn't bring my mom into it. My mom didn't know that he had the talk with me until I was like 19. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, like there was this one time she goes, oh, okay. Good to know. Um, I mean, it wasn't a horrible, but it, like it wasn't a conversation. It was literally just like him, I think, feeling like he had to do his part as a dad to be like, let me make sure my son knows how his doohickey works. <laughs> and like so he can reproduce later and like that's how it felt like that's just how it felt was yeah. this like checkbox of fatherhood and i think we need to be especially as fathers like we're still stewarding stewarding our kids and our family when we have those conversations and so the way you steward the conversation is going to set an expectation of how your children then react to it or even what they yeah that information yeah and um, one of the things uh that I really like about the stuff we use is they talk about the don't make it weird thing because it doesn't need to be weird. It is weird, but it doesn't need to be that way. Right. And um, you know, one of the things that I've seen through all of this is like, as parents were hesitant, shoot, are we going to talk about too much too early? What's the deal? But for me, the more important thing is that 
I don't want my kid to be faced with a situation um, when it comes to this and it has no tools to deal right. with it. Right. Or even right. from a reference. Um, yeah. So I would say the earlier you can start to do this, even if it's something as simple as, listen, you were made in the image of God, mm-hmm. as is every other person you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. So you need to treat them that way. Like yeah. that's yeah. a great first step. Um, but, uh, and I, I will say, I heard this. I thought it was an overgeneralization. Turned out to be true for me. And that is when you think it's time, it's too late. Mm. Like it, when you think that it's time for you to go ahead and start having those conversations, you probably should have already done it before then. Mm. And um, I don't know whether that's six months, a year, you know, kind of depending on, on, on when you had it. Um, you know, it was too late for me. Um and uh you know so uh those are my those are my thoughts so i you know it's what you know it's um it's a thing uh yeah and um i just feel like this is a perfect transition so um uh so we did talk about how there was kind of that uh dating relationships sex kind of series that oh, yeah, yeah. you know both of our um you know our our youth ministries our student ministries went through and um i had a pastor talk to me about this and he said something that was great it was kind of something that i was kind of thinking but i was like i don't really know how i feel about that and he really just solidified it for me because we have you have the dynamic of the kids who don't come yeah because the parents aren't letting them come because oh i haven't had that talk with little johnny right. or i you know i just don't know um and the only thing i would say to encourage somebody to send the kid to that thing is that you know, and this is something that was told to me, and I really agree with it. If you're going to a church where you're going to drop your kid off and you're going to be confident that they are going to hear the word presented in a way that you think is um, consistent with scripture and they're doing it, you know, in the best way they can. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're two thumbs up in that area. Um, why would you not trust them to deliver? you know, relationships, dating, sex in a way that is just as um, faithful Mm -hmm. to the scriptures as, say, um, finances. Any other conversation. Or literally any other, any any other, other any other topic. Um, And so when, and granted, you know, those parents, they are, they're able to make that decision for their family and they're also doing the best that they can. But I really think they're missing out and their kids are missing. First of all, that you have a kid that's in middle school or high school whose parent is not letting them come because they haven't had that conversation with them. Like too late. A, a lot of those kids are having that conversation elsewhere. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, that would be, that would be, 
one thing that was eye-opening for me is it's like you can let them speak in your kid's life in just about any other area but when it comes to this you're like first of all i got it but not yet but yeah my kid's gonna have to miss out so anyway you know i maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of a cynical view but i it, my heart really goes out to the kid really like parent like y'all figure it out like have the talk send them anyway whatever but um i'm like man that kid is not being equipped he is not being given the tools in this area to have success in life and that royally sucks for them yeah anyway yeah biased opinion but that's what we're here for right <laughs> a little bit of biased opinions i agree with pretty much all of your sentiments um especially as being the one who was teaching this which that's for uh, sure man that's a hard thing to walk into to teach um you want to be full of both grace and truth oh dude i do not envy you i had to sit yeah. in on those <laughs> on our end and man like it's so those delicate. were yeah and you know i i really appreciate the way it was done because it was done in a way of grace and hey we know everybody's coming into this having a different experience coming right. from a different area you know blah 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 um so I love the way it was done our end, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you had, you know, a lot of grace and truth in there I as tried. well from your I, side. I definitely, but. I definitely tried. I know some kids walked away, and that's just nature of those. Some kids, I heard this line said at a at a conference this weekend. I went to a student pastor conference and they said the gospel will always be offensive to those who are perishing. Um Ooh, not I saying like that, I've heard that somewhere. I'm sure it's not an isolated quote. Um, and Joby's probably said something very similar. And this is not to say that, like me, that the sex that the sex conversation is of equivalent magnitude to the gospel. However, as a if you're going to have a high view of scripture and you're going to be responsible for teaching it, then every ounce of scripture should point to the gospel or be driven from it. And so, when I teach on sex, I am going to teach with a biblical mandate while also leaning into hey, there's grace at the end of this. But I had a few students who, because I, one of my main points was that God designed sex. So sex within the bounds of marriage between a man and a woman for a lifetime is shameless sex. That's where they tuned out. And that was towards the beginning. And so they felt like I was shaming them because of their past, which I tried and week three when I talked through guardrails to kind of reference back and go guys like if I was like I'm aware it's when y'all left with this notion of like feeling ashamed et cetera, et cetera. I said guys like I have my own junk like I've got my own baggage and, and points of shame and if it wasn't for God's grace I wouldn't be on this stage like I wouldn't have this opportunity like there is nothing in my story that would allow me to look down my nose at somebody else for their past especially students you know joby always says you can't look up at the cross and down at somebody else at the same time so uh all that to say funny one quick funny story and then we can kind of jump back into my thoughts on it because i had a few conversations with students that i thought were kind of entertaining but uh i had one parent tell me that she has a sixth grade son who and i sent the email out right like i did my due diligence made sure parents knew it was coming like listen 
I try to make sure that I get as few hate mail, hate emails as possible. Um, so I had, I had warned her. She, she was like, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. She goes, we didn't decide to sit him down and have the talk. She goes, um, it's funny because I, she said, she said, told her husband, she goes, I just had the conversation about sex with him before the conversation about Santa not being real. Oh man. He's one of those. I mean, he's sweet. He's such a sweet kid. So, um, but she trusted, and like to your point though, she's trusting the church to be a safe enough place to for her students to hear a perspective and a teaching on sex that is not gonna be what she knows that her kids are gonna hear in the world. And so this is where I had a few middle school boys and I love now mind you, I have some of my some of my middle school guys are dumb, as they all are. And then some of them are friggin' Spoken like a true youth pastor. <laughs> oh yeah, I make fun of middle schoolers as much as possible. It's so bad. I it's I'm so offensive sometimes. I it's I got to work on that. But I have some who are incredibly astute, who are incredibly intelligent. And I had a couple talk to me after, and it's funny because their reports contradict their small group leaders. But they're telling me they're like, "Hey, Justin, uh, maybe in the future." You send out like a survey and offer a separate night for students who want to come and hear about sex. It's like, okay. I was like, all right. And then a few of them were like, well, you know, none of us took any notes. And I was like, why? Because you were ashamed to write the word sex in your piece of paper. No, no, we couldn't. We couldn't focus or pay attention. That's why it was. We couldn't focus. Now, that's the student's report. Let me tell you, my small group leader, this is the boys. All right, I'm talking about about the boys mainly. The girls did not have any hardly inkling of a small group conversation about sex. They were too ashamed, I guess. Or not ashamed, but like they're all really young and like this kind of goes. Phew. Their small group leaders from my middle school boys said that was the best small group they had ever had. Oh, that wow. Their, that their students never once got distracted or lost attention during the the message during the sermon during the talk whatever you want to call it that they were engaged the entire time which doesn't surprise me i'm talking about a word that like you giggle half the time when it comes up like yeah of course you're gonna lean in i said sex from stage in church doesn't happen as much as it should so it was funny because most that's the and then a lot of those dudes not only engage, but like we're super honest about some stuff going on in their lives. And so I'm hearing this. So I, I look to one of these kids and it's funny because one of these middle school boys has told me, he goes, yeah, I want to be a youth pastor. In fact, I want to come back here in like 10 years and take your job. And I'm like, okay, okay. Bold. So I looked at him and I, I kind of crushed his soul and I didn't mean to be this mean, but I looked at him and I said, I said, um, let's just call him Joe for the sake of this conversation. It's not his real name. I said, I said, Joe, let me ask you. I said, does the world care about your feelings on this conversation? Does the world care enough to ask you if they can talk to you about this topic? And he looked at me. He was like, oh. And I said, dude, it's everywhere, man. I said, from your cell phone, social media, driving up. We have one of the sex stores that's up here in popular here in our little area. Has, has now taken out full billboards. Like there is a full billboard advertisement for their sex toy store shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I've seen billboards for breast enhancement for, you know, other things like it's, it's everywhere. And I looked at him and said, the world does not care. And I said, as your youth pastor, as the shepherd responsible for you at this time, I said, it is my duty and obligation and responsibility to at least provide you some manner of a truthful teaching on this topic. I would being you a disservice if I did not talk about this. Hopefully he felt that that was out of love. It was a little harsh. It was a little tough. Um, but that's where we're at is like, I am not going to sit here and go, okay, if you want to have a sex seminar, like we're going to talk about it and you're going to show up or you're not. And I'm going to teach you the truth on it. Biblically starting in Genesis. And then I usually work out of first Corinthians. That's usually where I end up landing with Paul. He's got a lot of good stuff that he writes on. Um, it can feel a little bit heavier because it's Paul. And Paul to the Corinthians was kind of giving them a two by four to the face when it came to their sexual conduct. Does not mean I'm taking that same two by four to my students, but I'm showing them, hey, you need to be fleeing from sexual immorality. Do not attach yourself in this way through this method as best as you can. But the other thing that Paul is good about is redemption. My favorite passage recently that was First Corinthians um I think it's six, nine through 11. And, and in this passage, it starts out and it starts out real down Debbie Downer. I ain't gonna lie to you. He's like, Hey, the following people do not inherit the kingdom of God. And he's like, idolaters, those who are sexually immoral, homosexuals, thieves, liars. And everybody's like, Ooh, I feel gross. Like, like, you know, he repeats it again in Galatians. We talk about the fruit of the spirit. He talks about works of the flesh. But he says, these will not inherit the kingdom of God. My favorite part is because at the end of that list, Paul turns around and goes, and such were some of you. Past tense. But yep. you were justified. And you were sanctified. And you were something else. What is that? It was redeemed, maybe? Purchased? I forget through the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That to me, and so I tried to end that. Like I tried to preface the whole series with that passage, and I tried when we talked about sex specifically at the very end, I said, and I don't, I said, I know that some of you have already done this thing, are doing it, or potentially will do it. Again, part of my story, right? And I'm like, and such were some of us. But through Jesus, through the gospel, does not have to be our story. Um, and so I really tried, you know, I, I tend to be, I guess it doesn't always feel like grace from me because I'm a little more like cut and dry. Um, but that's part of me trying to show truth with love is like telling you, I got to tell you the hard things. Love is not just sitting by and saying, it's okay. You will just, we'll fix it. Next. Like it's, you have to say hard things sometimes. So I don't know. It's a hard yeah. thing. I think I'll probably teach it a little bit differently next year. I don't know how much differently, like I'm not going to back down on certain things where I'm like, this is a core doctrine of what I believe, you know? Um, but the, the delivery and communication of it, because you are dealing, like, I think I'd rather teach it to college students because you can be a little more just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, hormones well, firing. <laughs> one thing I've heard um, at 1122 in different contexts but around the topic of 
like this is kind of offensive and people are going to hear it and think, well, it's been a nice run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard Joby do this. I've heard Stephen Perry do this. Um, where they both say like, hey, we're going to talk about some stuff that's going to be hard for some of y'all to hear. But a couple things we want you to know is number one, you mean all this out of love. Mm -hmm. Definitely not condemnation. Um, but the other thing is, hey, Megan. <laughs> but <laughs> the other thing is, um, the, the other thing is that, uh, you know, we are not shying away from the truth because we want you to know it, mm -hmm. right? We want you to know the truth. And if you were in an environment where someone is not giving you the truth, then, you know, they're really choosing to not love you in that moment. Yeah. And even though we have a lot of people that will still disagree yeah. with what is said, um, I think for the most part, they're not getting condemnation. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of, how can you really believe that? You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. that normal thing. But um, now granted, I have six great boys. Mm. And they're like, like, they are not for the most part struggling with their uh, sexual identity, their gender identity. Like these are not things that they're really even talking about. Yeah. And I didn't um, even, I didn't even touch man. The girls, the girls. And you know, I don't know any specific examples, but um, I know some of the older uh, and, and the guys too. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, probably, probably some more hardcore conversations going on there, but Mine were we we actually kind of had to pivot and talk more um in some of our group time just about like general like identity in Christ, that kind of stuff, because it was just like Yeah. Like, you know, um, so anyway, um that was uh but you know, I I really appreciate the parents that are like, like my kid needs the gospel. He's coming, right? Yeah. Whether he or she may not want to come, they're going to be there. And, you know, I, we, we, you know, from someone who's on the outside looking in, we really try really hard to, um, you know, to make sure that everyone is feeling valued, but at the same time, they are getting, they are getting the, the truth out of the word. So, yeah. Um, that's, a, yeah, it's not, it's not easy, but, you know, I think that there is some fruit from that because I can see following that whole group of sermons that were done, um, mm -hmm. I see more connection. Mm. Um, and then the, at the end of the day, that's definitely something we're going for. So yeah, boom, boom. Well, I'm glad we solved sex there. So the the world is a better place for it. <laughs> no, I do think we should probably shut it down here. So for those of you listening out there, as we wrap up tonight, just like we talked about tonight, this does not have to be a one-stop talk. In fact, if there's something you're like, hey, I wish you guys had talked about this, 
man, leave us a DM seriously message, whether it's our private accounts or you message the podcast on like the Instagram account. We'd love to hear about it. Um, I think if you listen directly through the podcast for Spotify app, uh, there's a way you can message the podcast directly through that. I would have called it anchor, but Spotify recently bought it and rebranded and some stuff. Um, but yeah, leave us a review. Definitely call, you know, give send us a DM. If there's something more we can talk about, leave it in a comment on the YouTube. And, uh, we'd love to definitely come back and have those conversations. Those are, these are important conversations to have. And we ultimately want to make sure just like Chad was saying at the end, a know that you're loved. We love you. We wouldn't have these conversations if we didn't love you. And like, we want to see dads succeed. We want to see husbands succeed. We want to see marriages succeed. And this is one of those places where the more people are talking about it and just having communication, I think the better for it. Yeah. Could not, could not agree more. Absolutely. We just saw my wife come through on the camera. So I'm going to go spend the last waking moments of today with her. Yeah, I uh, I do not blame you for that. So I'm going to go do the same thing on my end. And um, before long, head will be hitting that sweet pillow. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm my eyes are already drooping. <laughs> Justin is late. Mine are, mine are too. It's late. It's late. So with that, we will close this episode of the Dad Report. It's been real. Ten four, good sir. Ten four. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can support us by sharing the show with your friends and family. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Want more of the Dad Report? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and even join the community over on Discord. Don't forget to send us your dad jokes for a chance to be featured on the show. Remember the words of Billy Graham about fatherhood. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. So if you are a dad, we're cheering you on. If you have a dad, be kind to him. And if you know a dad... Tell them about our podcast.